Hello and welcome back to Fan Picked Fan Fix. I am recording this episode as of February 21st, 2021. And today we will be looking back at an author we previously covered on a very different episode. Previously, we covered My Head in the Clouds Not Coming Down for their fanfic Zeku, I Think He's Some Pro, which is still being updated. Since our last episode of that, it has gone up to 72 chapters and 145,605 words. That is nearly the length of three novels, and I am so impressed with this person and their absolute creativity, and I absolutely adore them. And please, please just just go subscribe to them on Archive Over Home, or like, as I'm going to mention, I have since found their TikTok, which is at clouds underscore not coming down, which you should go follow and will be in the link of this description will be in the description of this episode. They also have a Discord, which you can find in the description of many other fics, including Deku, I think he's some pro. Today, we will not be reading more of Deku, I think he's some pro, because we already covered that. However, we will be reading part of their one shot, A Secret Torch. It is about 6,760 words and was published in May of 2020. I remember reading it when it came out, but I haven't really read any, it reread it since. And it discusses the possibility of One for All being revealed, which is one of my favorite tropes in the My Hero Academia fandom. So let's get into it! A Secret Torch by My Head in the Clouds Not Coming Down Summary A reporter figures out the secret of One for All, and now Izuku has to deal with not only the fact that his biggest secret is now common knowledge, but also people's reactions to the fact that he kept it a secret in the first place. Well, no one said being All Might's successor was going to be easy. Izuku woke up naturally, which was the first indication that today was going to be a weird day. He checked his phone to see why his alarm hadn't gone off, only to realize it was completely dead. He groaned as he remembered that it had been at 2% the night before. He could have sworn he'd plugged it in last night, but either he'd been too tired to remember or the charger had come loose sometime during the night. He sighed and plugged it in before glancing at the limited edition all-white clock that hung above his desk. He leapt out of bed and immediately started putting on his uniform. There was only half an hour left before class and he still had to get ready, eat breakfast, finish midnight's homework, and make it on time. He glanced over at his charging phone, which currently read 1%. He'd just have to come get it at lunch because he didn't think Aizawa would be all that happy with him if he tried to charge it in the classroom. Izuku decided to pull a kach on and leave his tie in his room since he didn't have any time to try and make it look acceptable, then grabbed his book bag and ran down to the common room. What could he eat fast? Toast? Maybe. He was jolted out of his racing thoughts when he reached the bottom of the stairs and realized that everyone was crowded around a TV instead of rushing to get ready for school as usual. Even Ida wasn't doing anything. Okay, that was weird. But maybe there had been a villain attack that morning and it was on the news? Whatever it was, though, it wouldn't stop Aizawa from taking a roll, though, so Izuku decided to make his way toward the kitchen instead of watching TV with his classmates. The movement must have caught his classmates' eyes, though, because suddenly every single one of them turned to stare at him. Izuku fidgeted awkwardly at the attention. This was weird, right? Finally, he cleared his throat to break the silence. <coughs> Good morning. It was like a spell had been broken, and Uraraka ran forward and threw her arms around him, tears in her eyes. 
I'm so sorry. Azuka felt his stomach sink as he awkwardly patted her back in what he hoped was a comforting manner. Um, okay. What are you apologizing for, though? She shook her head. No, I'm not. It's not an apology. We just, um, we wanted to, um... We just wanted to let you know we're here for you, Midoriya, Ida finished. We know how angry you must feel that this... And he kept such a big secret from you. No matter how you're feeling, it is our duty as your classmates to support you during this trying time. Yeah, I can't believe he didn't tell you, Kaminari said. I feel pretty betrayed if it were me. Izuku was totally lost. He looked at his classmates in confusion. What are you talking about? All my, Menez said. You two are so close, and yet he didn't even tell you. Stop that, Yairozu tried. All Might never told anyone. She turned to Midori and smiled sadly. That being said, you've always been closer with him than any of us were, so it's understandable how you must be feeling. And like Ida said, we're here for you. None of this was making Izuku any less confused, and all of this was making his anxiety go through the roof. All Might's secret? They couldn't be talking about a small form that was revealed months ago at Camino. Was it his rivalry with All for One? No, everyone knew about that too. Finally, I just looked at them as confused as ever. What are you talking about? What secret? His classmates looked at one another hesitantly. Except Todoroki, who's looking almost like the cat got the canary. And Kachan, who's looking at his classmates like they were all idiots. But that wasn't usual. Kirishima apparently decided that he should be the one to bite the bullet and explain the situation because he stepped forward and put a hand on Izuku's shoulder. You know, his quirk? Izuku went numb. They couldn't know, could they? Wait, Midoriya, did you not look at the news this morning? Izuku shook his head numbly. My phone was dead. His classmates exchanged glances again, then cleared a pass so Izuku could sit on the couch. Izuku tried to ignore the growing sense of foreboding as Ashido grabbed the remote and turned up the volume on the news. Daikaku Miyagi, the one-horned newscaster, was sitting in front of a green screen that currently read, the truth behind All Might's quirk. A lot is still unknown about the secret workings of the quirk that rocked the world this morning, but one thing is certain. The world will never see our symbol of peace the same way again. Official documentation of All Might's quirk has been redacted, so we don't know the name of his quirk. But this morning, one of our colleagues over at the Hero Sun newspaper released a document containing substantial evidence that All Might's quirk, which until now has been thought to be some kind of powerful strength enhancer, is not a natural quirk in the traditional sense. It can be passed on. The green screen switched to show a series of photos of past heroes, and Izuku felt his heart sink as he recognized some of the past holders of one for all that he'd seen within the quirk. They knew. Everyone knew. All Might himself was not born with his quirk. According to the research that was released this morning, which has been confirmed by our own investigative reporters, our symbol of peace received his quirk from Nana Shimura, who died in the line of duty. Her quirk was almost identical to All Might's, albeit a bit weaker. The pattern seems to continue as we go back, which each successive holder, for lack of a better word, manifesting a stronger quirk than the last, which leads us to believe that it is some sort of stockpiling quirk. We have invited Aileen Nakamura, a top quirk specialist, and the pro hero Thakum, who has a stockpiling quirk, to discuss this issue. Welcome! Nakamura and Thakum walked into view and sat at the desk with Miyagi. Izuku was trying to focus on not hyperventilating. His classmates were most likely concerned, but Izuku wouldn't know 
because he couldn't tear his eyes away from the screen. So, Nakamura, what do you think of all this? Well, my first thought is that it is very intriguing, Nakamura said. One of the fundamental elements of this quirk theory is that quirks are something you are born with and cannot be given or taken away. In the past few months, however, this has been proven incorrect, first with the existence of the villain is all for one, then with overhauls, quirk erasing drugs, and now this. It is a very exciting time to be working in the industry. So you do think something like this is possible, Miyagi asked. You don't believe it is some sort of elaborate hoax? Nakamura shook her head. According to our new research, transferable quirks are not only possible, but they may have even been common in the early days of quirks. Until recently, those accounts were viewed as legends or propaganda, but while a transferable quirk is practically unheard of these days, All Might's quirk fits the bill perfectly. Of course, there is no way to know for sure until All Might himself confirms it, but all the evidence points to the claim as quirk transference being legitimate. And feckum, we believe that this quirk is a stockpile quirk, but what do you think? My quirk is obviously very different, unless all that muscle all might wasn't really muscle. (laughs) Feckham laughed his own joke before continuing. But in all seriousness, the thing about stockpiling quirks is that they take time. If I use up my fat stores, I'm going to have several weeks before I can really use my quirk again, because it takes too much time to get back that week. All might didn't appear to have that limo while he was active, and unlike me, he wasn't responsible for adding to his stores. It seems like while I stockpile fat, all Might's quirk stockpiles the physical strength of everyone who's ever had it. Which leads to some of my concerns, Nakamura cut in. This sounds spectacular. One of the major benefits of most quirks is that they include an element to protect the user from their own negative effects. For example, most fire quirks have at least some degree of fire resistance. All Might doesn't have that. He has the strength of multiple individuals, but his body was not born with the ability to withstand that strain. There is a distinct possibility that All Might's quirk hurt his body, and that effect is perhaps responsible for the physical decline that led to his retirement. Well, that is a possibility. Many people seem to believe that All Might's retirement is due to the fact that he doesn't have his quirk anymore, Miyagi pointed out. The last fight he participated in before his retirement was against All for One, a villain that has the possibility to steal quirks. What do you say to our viewers who are afraid that All Might's extremely powerful quirk is now in the hands of a villain? Izuku throws. People thought All for One had one for all. Well, he could understand why they thought that, but even if one for all could be stolen, All for One still couldn't have done that because All Might had already passed on his quirk by the time of that fight. Had, had they not figured out that Izuku was the next holder yet? Nakamura sighed. Unfortunately, this is perhaps the most likely possibility. All Might hasn't been able to fully access his quirk since the fight with All for One's unique ability. It is, in fact, almost guaranteed that he somehow got his hands on All Might's quirk. For now, though, All for One is incarcerated, so we do not have to worry about him using that quirk against us. Still, the thought of a villain that is already almost as powerful as All Might adding the power of this quirk to his own strength is a terrifying thought, Miyagi said. We have been trying to call Might. Contact All Might since the news broke, but so far no one has any luck getting a response. The conversation continued, but Izuku had stopped paying attention. People were panicking. They didn't know one for all couldn't be stolen, and they didn't know it was safe and sound in the hands of a future hero. He, Should he say something? But it wasn't his secret to tell. It was All Might's. But was it really a secret anymore? A lot of the other theories had been correct in the only matter of time before they figured out that All Might had passed his quirk onto him. Oh no, what would his friends think? What would his mom think? What was he supposed to do? We'll now turn over to our correspondent Tanaka, who's standing outside the gates of UA. Tanaka? 
Izuku looked at the TV to see a reporter standing in front of the very familiar front gates. He was far from the only reporter in the crowd, and Sumatas was visible behind him doing something. Thanks, Miyagi, Tanaka said. Many reporters are here trying to get a statement from Almaid about this morning revelations. As you can see, Sumentos is behind me, setting up a stage, because just a few minutes ago, Principal Nezu announced that there will be a press conference for eight here in about 30 minutes. I think I can speak for all of us when I say that we are eager to get some answers. Back to you. A press conference? Was All Might going to be there? That's stupid. Of course he would be. But the real question was whether he would try to deny the existence one for all or not. Izuku and his classmates jumped when the door to the dorms flew open. Izuku almost relaxed, but it was just Aizawa. But then his teacher strode right toward him, managed to look exhausted and utterly pissed off at the same time. Midoriya, please tell me you have a suit. Izuku froze at the odd question. His last suit had been ruined on an island, but why would he need a suit anyways? It wasn't for class, and the only time here was really war suits for parties and press conferences. Oh, no. Uh, well, you see, I did have one, he stuttered, but then, as all aside and rubbed the bridge of his nose, yes or no, Midoriya? No. As always sighed again, Yao Rosu, please make Midoriya a suit. Yes, Sensei. Yao Rosu looked really confused. All his classmates did, with the exception of maybe Kachan. But to her credit, she created a tape measure, and started taking his measurements with almost no hesitation. All right, problem child, let's review the standard procedure for press conferences. How are you supposed to act? Izuku was too busy panicking about being in front of all those people and thinking about the secret court to remember anything from their media regulations class. Thankfully, he wasn't the only one in the room. During a press conference, a hero is supposed to act courteous and confident, Ida said. Show no weaknesses, Tokiyami added, or they will be as sharks in bloody waters. Aizawa didn't look any less exhausted as Izuku nodded frantically, along with his classmates, held an impromptu review session. No one had asked why they were reviewing it, which Izuku was really grateful for, but he could tell that everyone was confused. The main thing is you cannot show fear, Midoriya, Aizawa said. I know this will be your first press conference, but like Tokoyami said, you can't let them know how scared you are. Now, as you make this easier for you, I'll be answering questions that are addressed directly to you. Nezu and All Might will handle the rest, as well as give an opening statement to preemptively answer the most obvious questions. Understand? Izuku wished he could stop trembling as he ignored the way his classmates exchanged confused glances. Yes, don't show fear. Only say anything if I have to. Aizawa scoffed. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Are you ready? Izuku started to nod, then hesitated, and shook his head. Do you know what questions they're going to ask? Aizawa sighed. No, this situation is completely unprecedented, so I have no idea. It was then when Kacha got fed up with the whole thing and groaned. Fucking idiots! We've got, still got a few minutes while Ponytail is making your suit, and nothing those reporters are going to ask is going to be worse than what these idiots can come up with. He gestured to their classmates, and Ida looked as if he was about to reprimand him when Kacha continued. So, how long have you had all my squirt, Deku? The class exploded in yells and whispers until I always silenced them with a quirk and hand glare. As he took a deep breath, he could do this. Just answer the question. He gave it to me the morning of the entrance exam, so about eight months. He didn't give it to you until the morning of the entrance exam? I saw a growl. That idiot! Did you even have time to practice with it before you had to use it? Izuku hunched his shoulders slightly. No, I mean, it wasn't that bad. I'd been training for ten months by that point, so I had enough muscle mass that it wouldn't blow my arms off. Blow your arms off! Kamenari said. 
but it didn't, so I'm fine. And I can even control the power output now, so I won't be breaking my bones anymore. And Aizawa raised a hand to cut him off. Okay, if you get that question, just say eight months. Don't ramble, and definitely don't mention anything about blowing your arms off, okay? Izuku nodded, and Ashida raised her hand. Ooh, ooh, me next, me next. Aizawa gestured for her to continue, and Ashida grinned. So if you had all my quirk for eight months, how come he didn't lose it until two months ago? Izuku opened his mouth to answer, but Aizawa beat him to the punch. That part will be in the opening explanation, so you won't have to answer that. Next question. Sarah raised his hand. What's your quirk? Oh, um, he looked at Aizawa hesitantly. Is there anything I'm not allowed to say? Aizawa rolled his eyes. Swear words, but I don't think that's what you meant. So no, assume that nothing about your quirk is going to stay secret for long, and you may as well talk openly. Izuku nodded. In that case, my quirk is called One for All, and it's a strength stockpiling quirk that is passed from holder to holder each generation. <laughs> no, Sarah said quickly. I meant the quirk you were born with. Don't be an idiot, Sarah, Ashida said. It's obviously those black whip things. But he seemed surprised about those, Sue pointed out. Izuku froze. All of his past experiences coming to the surface where he thought he'd buried them forever. Would his classmates turn on him the way Kachan had if they saw? He he glanced at Azawa, who nodded encouragingly, then at Kachan, who refused to meet his eye. He took a deep breath. It was going to come out eventually, right? It might as well be on his terms. Actually, Black Whip was the fourth holder's quirk. I'm, um, I'm naturally quirkless. Aizawa had to use his quirk to shut the class up again, but this time he kept glaring even after. If I hear any of you treating Midoriya differently because of the way he was born, I will not hesitate to expel you. Understood? Izuku looked at the ground as a thick silence fell over the room. Apparently, nobody knew how to react to that. Suddenly, Ida's booming voice cut through the atmosphere. You can access the other holder's quirks? That sounds like quite the legacy. Izuku smiled in relief. Ida wasn't going to abandon him. He looked at his other classmates while they all seemed shocked and a bit uncomfortable. Their faces didn't hold any of the hatred he was used to from his time before UA. It was going to be okay. I stopped about midway through the one shot. I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I do. Please go finish it on Archive of Our Own. The link to it will be in the description of this podcast. It is absolutely wonderful, and I'm gonna go finish rereading it right now. My Head in the Clouds Not Coming Down is an absolutely amazing writer, and honestly, no matter what sort of fic you read from them, you're probably going to end up enjoying it in some way, shape, or form. Highly recommend Deku. I think he's some pro. If the 72 chapters is a bit intimidating for you, they do have some one-shots and some shorter fanfics for you. If you would like to find me on other platforms, you can find me on TikTok as ERWeAreArt. You can find me on Twitter as ERWeAreArts. You can find me on YouTube as ERWeAreArts. And you can find me on Instagram as Erin. I hope you all have a fantastic day and enjoy reading.